0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films, we are Carla and Holly, two friends from England who usually ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. This however is one of our special episodes where we have a little think and choose a film to review that we think deserves to be immortalised in a theme park. Enjoy! welcome to theme park films i'm carla and as everyone joined by holly hello and this is the first of a series of specials we're doing on films that we think should have a theme park ride so we are going to holly's choice first of all so holly what what film did you choose for us to watch i just
1: before, we, before I say, before I go into it, I just want to say that I, like in theory it sounds like an easy thing to do, but actually it's really difficult. Um, I had all these great ideas and then I completely forgot about them and sort of went a little bit, you know, like I just couldn't remember any film ever.
0: I know. It's lasted about two weeks, this, this, this uh, crisis. So then you
1: said, well, you know what, you did mention this. So I just went, OK, yeah, take it out of my hands, I'll go with it. The film I've chosen, reluctantly, is Independence Day.
0: Thank you. Well, you say reluctantly, but that was one you did actually suggest to me um, when you were in my house. So I just, you know, I thought, right, she's taken two weeks to pick one film, the clock's ticking yeah. I'm going to say, do you remember <laughs> Yeah. you I said could... Independence Day? I mean, day? you
1: could have said any film and I'd have been like, okay,
0: yeah <laughs> But this is, this is uh, one of Adam's favourite films, so I thought you probably were quite familiar with it, but it seems not
1: No, he normally watches it on his own
0: so, um, just a little background on the film. It was released on the 4th of July, 1996, in the UK, rightly so. Or bang on Independence Day, so we got it right over here. But interestingly, in the US, it was released on the 25th of June, 1996. I guess in the lead-up to the Independence Day weekend, they had it. But, yeah, we got it on the actual Independence Day day. And it
1: might have been because, obviously... It was a holiday, so how it fell, the 4th of July. Yep. You know, you want people in the cinemas earlier watching
0: it. Absolutely, I would agree, yes. Um, I was working in the cinema when this came out. There was a huge hype for it. There was, like, trailers galore leading up to it. And uh, I saw it on a staff show, which, as I've mentioned before, if you work in a cinema, the staff shows don't go on until the cinema's shut. So it didn't start until 1230 So if you think you found it long to watch this afternoon on a Sunday, imagine starting it at 12.30am. I wouldn't have gone. I was young and foolish. Yes. But um, despite being half asleep, I did enjoy it and I've seen it countless times since. It's probably one of my my favourite films
1: but I guess we need to talk a little bit about what ride we think it would have if it was going to. And I was, when watching it today, I was really trying to be like, gosh, what would I do? Yeah. And I, th- yeah. I think I would go with a bit like a, a simulator ride.
0: Are you thinking like uh, Star Tours? The Star Wars simulator ride?
1: Not one where you move around. You literally
0: just sit there. Is that not just a bench in the park? <laughs> and you
1: just watch the trailer. <laughs> I guess a little bit like the Minions ride.
0: Oh, okay. So like a theatre. So
1: you could go in and you could be like... um guys you know we really need your help you know this has happened to the country and you're the only ones that can save it and then you kind of go in and it's more based around the them trying to get the the bomb or whatever into the mothership you know because the seats could move a bit you know you're flying around doing this that and the other i thought maybe that sort of thing
0: i well i thought i thought the same mine was going to be that it would be similar to the Star Wars ride But that, that moves a little bit more That was kind of like the Simpsons ride Back to the Future ride where you would be Maybe in uh, The actual spaceship with yes. Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum yeah.
1: And then they can like turn around And talk to you a bit and stuff
0: Yeah Because they're both still alive So let's get them on board yeah. with this And I've seen Will Smith actually in Universal Studios he was there on one of the days that I was there in the 90s. Was he
1: one of the only ones going into the main in Black ride?
0: He was just hanging around outside it, waiting for someone to recognise him. <laughs> you know, so he's always hanging around there. So while he's there, just get him to do a bit of filming.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, just quickly, I need to point out, we are recording this on firework night. Which, um, if you're American, I don't know. I don't think you have that there. But no, um, on November the no, November the fifth is Firework Night. Well,
1: Bonfire Night, not not Firework Night. Get it the proper name. You know, if, if most of our listeners are from the US, let's not go around You know, then be like, oh, in the UK it's Firework Night. It's Bonfire
0: Night. Well, around these parts we call it Firework Night. The correct, the correct <laughs> term is Bonfire Night, where basically. We bizarrely uh, celebrate Guy Fawkes, who was, you know, kind of a... wrong end. Trying to blow up the the Houses of Parliament. And we decided to celebrate that every year. So if you can hear banging, I am sorry. I'll try and um, edit it out after we finish, but I live just outside of London, and there are literally displays going on permanently. It's ridiculous.
1: And so. it is, I can hear some... Uh, um, some happening like near me as yeah. well it is weird that we do it and I think the weirdest thing about it all actually is that um you know traditionally it's about the fireworks because obviously the gunpowder went in wasn't it and it was going to they were going to blow up the house as parliament um and then what we do which is really great is we get a big old bonfire and throw Guy Fawkes mm. on there and watch him burn alive which is really lovely
0: And, uh, well, not only that, we encourage uh, children to go around during the day prior to this asking penny for the guy, which obviously comes from old money, but now they probably expect at least a tenner, I would imagine, for the guy. And they get paid to then, yeah, burn the man. Yeah. So, if you're thinking of moving to the UK. (laughs) Just something we do. Just something to chew on. Right, so should we, uh, should we crack straight into the film? Yeah. Okay. So the opening shot is uh, man, well, well, man's footprint on the moon. And we see a shadow cast over it, which is a big ship heading towards Earth. And an alert rings in the SETI in New Mexico HQ which stands for Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence and panic and excitement as they realize that they're getting signals from alien life. We then go to the Pentagon Space Command and it's been explained that it's not a meteor as basically it's slowing down the closer it gets to us. We then see the president for the first time. Did you like the president? I thought he was a, a nice character.
1: Mm, he was all right.
0: So he's chatting to his wife on the phone. Now, I found his wife looked a little bit too old for him. That's
1: what I had down. I said she looked a lot mm. older than him. Not that there's a problem with yeah. that, but I thought she did seem to be a bit older.
0: Yeah, there's no issue with that. We're all for that. We We love it. Yeah. Any older lady that wants to marry a president, we back that wholeheartedly. His advisor, Connie, um, is complaining that the papers are calling him too young. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, a very, uh, very young looking president. He gets a call from security of defense and you just kind of see a shocked face and he says, can you say that again?
1: And I think this is quite weird, actually, because obviously the calls coming in to say something's happened, quite serious. Mm. I think that should have been a face-to-face conversation.
0: I don't know how far the Pentagon is from the White I'll House. I'll have a look. No, I'm going to look now. If you pop that in the sat-nav, how long would it have taken him? Bear in mind, he wouldn't have had a sat-nav then. we would have have gone with an A to Z. Or for our American listeners, an A to Z.
1: (laughs) The White House, right. So the Pentagon to the White House. It's a 13-minute drive.
0: Oh, well, that is lazy. I take it all back. Yeah, they should have popped all over. Definitely, definitely. So then we cut to uh, Jeff Goldblum, who is obviously one of the coolest men alive. He's just wonderful, isn't he? Surely you must love him. Everyone loves him.
1: Um, yeah, but then I watched that interview he did with um, Holly Willoughby, and he seemed a bit, bit creepy. I thought.
0: I just think that's him. I don't think he's creepy. I just think he's really quite odd. Did you see him on Graham Norton? I don't know if
1: I did. I think I might have done. Actually, he's just quite off the wall. I might have done.
0: So we see Jeff playing chess with his dad in the park. He's telling Jeff to stop wearing his wedding ring as he's been divorced for three years. We see him go back to work. He's worked for a TV company or something, it appears, doesn't it? Like a cable network, I think he's working for. And he's told that the satellite signals are all out. And he has a look and sort of looks at Garth and said, it's not possible.
1: At this point, though, we we met the character from Mrs Doubtfire, well, no, we don't. We meet the actor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we meet the actor, not the actual character. Although he did play a very similar role. Very similar. And I
1: actually thought that when he was talking to his mum on the phone, yeah. I'm sure there's like a scene like that in Mrs Doubtfire.
0: Yeah, where he goes, ma, ma. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I'm not sure who the guy is, but he's very good at what he does. Very funny. Yeah, that
1: particular niche role. Yeah. He's nailed
0: it. Definitely. We then cut to a crop farm and a trailer park. We see Russell, and he's a crop duster, but he's managed to mess up a job and he's done the wrong field.
1: Because he's an alcoholic, by the looks of yeah, it. Yeah,
0: he's he's a bit of a drunk, isn't he? And his eldest boy goes to tell him that he's messed it up.
1: Yeah the loud at your
0: end. They're so loud, it's ridiculous. They're just going off all over the place around here. It's crazy. We then go back to the White House, and he's told the the uh, ship has broken off into three dozen pieces, and we'll be entering the atmosphere in twenty five minutes. And they go to Defcon three. I never really understand these DEFCON, all of these numbers, but it just reminds me of War Games, which you've probably never seen.
1: No.
0: Jeff then talks a load of technical jargon. Not really sure what was going on there, but... (laughs) We see the news in Russia that something massive is in the sky. And they try to evacuate, but the president refuses to leave.
1: Which I think... I think that... I think he'd be sort of overridden
0: I think his advisors might just put their foot down on that I'm not sure how it works because
1: he's like oh I don't want to worry people but I think that you dying would create more <laughs> more of a concern
0: I think so yeah we then cut back to uh, Jeff who sees a US broadcast from um, Connie
1: but this is annoying, because he's rabbiting on, isn't he? And not really listening.
0: He's not listening. Why is someone not telling him to be quiet? And why does he not really react that it's his ex-wife on the telly? Because, like, we know that later on, but I don't know. Maybe he's used to seeing her on the telly, but surely someone would have said, oh, your ex is on the telly. Well, yeah, you'd think so. Someone really should have told him to shush at this point. Yeah, because
1: he just was really annoying.
0: Yeah. We see Russell being mocked um because he's always maintained that he was abducted by aliens and he's he's sitting in a sort of a diner bar stroke diner type dive isn't he and people are mocking him but and then all of a sudden a huge thing starts to appear over them
1: so at this point and when when he sees his wife on the telly i just want to confirm mm. that's the um the sort of broadcast that goes out to tell everyone to stay in their homes isn't it yes okay that fine. is yeah, yeah
0: yeah then we we just start to see a montage of it looming across america
1: and does you know do the aliens know that what the big the important cities are
0: doesn't just go over like a desert does it no
1: or it's not even like you know in terms of numbers for example you know if you're an alien you'd go right you know maybe you could see all these are the most populated areas so you'd go to those Mm -hmm. places but then they probably wouldn't be going to dc i wouldn't have thought because i'd imagine there are bigger cities in the us that it might go to like it doesn't the aliens might not know that that's where the president lives i wouldn't have thought
0: no we see will smith and his girlfriend for the first time and his stepson and they think an earthquake's going on
1: this was utterly ridiculous this scene
0: I mean, I've got to say, and I don't know if it's your incessant dislike of Will Smith that suddenly rubbed off on me, and I never used to dislike him in this film, but this time he really irritated me throughout this film.
1: It annoyed me so much, because the boy came in and said something, and they just ignore him, they're like, go away, go away. Yeah. Then they go, oh, it's just an earthquake, oh, but it's not a big one, so who cares? I would still just get up. Like, I I just wouldn't be comfortable just going, okay, like, just an earthquake. I'd still want to just check my son was okay.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: So that was annoying. Mm-hmm. And then, when they go outside, when Will Smith goes outside to get his newspaper, mm-hmm. and, well, actually, the scene where he's um, just, you know, he's in the bathroom, he's looking out the window, and he's like, oh, the neighbours are moving... You know, everyone's acting a bit hysterical. Then he goes outside, every neighbour's packing up, and the thing, you know, he can see it, but he doesn't look for a long time, (laughs) does he?
0: He doesn't notice this large shadow hovering over him. Neither does
1: his wife or partner to begin with.
0: No. We then cut back to Jeff explaining that the signal is counting down and they are positioning themselves all over the world Uh, and he reckons there's going to be a six, in six hours they will strike. He sees the president address the nation and he rings Connie, his ex-wife, and tries to explain what's going to happen but she kind of just tries to get him off the phone.
1: And that's annoying because when she's talking to him, he's in the middle of doing his speech and she's on the phone. Like, Mm -hmm. someone does tell her to shush. But,
0: you know, leave the room. I'm not sure she... And Bearing in mind this is the 90s where we weren't as attached to our phones. I mean, it was quite rare to even have a phone. We weren't as attached as we are now. I'm not sure she would have even picked up the phone during such an important speech. no. So Will gets called up as he's part of the military. He tells Jasmine to come and pack and stay with him on the base.
1: But don't you also think her reaction was a bit, you know, she was like, why do you have to go? Well, you know why you have to go, because look outside, you stupid woman, and he doesn't have a choice. He'll be called up to go. It's not like a normal job where you just go, no, I'm all right, I'm not coming in. He'll have to go. Like, stop being so silly.
0: Well, and also, I found he was far too jolly about it. Oh, he's making jokes. I mean, you know, I know that, you know, soldiers are strong people, but they're used to dealing with other people, not aliens. I mean, this, this has got to be quite a scary prospect, surely.
1: And he just was, yeah, he just was so like, don't worry we'll fix it, it will be fine. How do you know it will be fine?
0: Yeah, and I didn't get the impression he was even putting on a brave face for her. I just think he was being quite blase about the whole thing. I do. Which was very odd. I agree. The president tells his wife that he is sending her to Dallas, but she kind of delays it.
1: I didn't get so i i don't know where she is at this moment la i think right la
0: well she's where will smith is so they're in la right okay
1: so she's in la and he calls and he says look i want you home i want you here blah whatever and she says well let me just finish the interviews
0: yeah what what's she doing and why are there still interviews going on when (laughs) this is happening i mean there's aliens above the sky. Surely everything would go out the window at this point. Yeah. Will gets a rejection letter from NASA once he turns up at the base and his friend Harry Connick Jr. tells him he will never fly a spaceship if he marries a stripper. So we realise that Jasmine is a stripper. Didn't really get
1: the need for that.
0: There wasn't really a need, was it? it? Was it supposed to be some message that, I don't know, we judge people, but actually she's really great. I don't think she was that great, actually. She took her son to a strip club. And her dog, inexplicably. What was her dog doing there?
1: And also, I mean, there's stuff later on where I just thought, weird, weird that she's doing this Mm. stuff.
0: Well, yeah, then it it cuts to Jasmine at work with her child and dog. In a strip club, she sort of, you know, gets a bit feisty and and walks out. And again,
1: I'm really unclear at this point because the announcement from the president has been made to say, stay at home. The strip club looks pretty empty. Wouldn't you just say, (laughs) because of this alien invasion that we're going to have, the strip club's not open?
0: (laughs) Jeff somehow gets out of the city, he's in New York. He goes with his dad and they manage to get out of New York.
1: And in this point, it, all the hysteria is kicking off, isn't it? So the aliens have all started to move, or the the, the spaceships have started to move into all the city.
0: Yeah. Again,
1: yeah. seeming as the country's been told, stay in your homes, there's an awful lot of people just out and about living their daily life, like playing basketball or you know just (laughs) all quite you know mundane everyday things
0: so he drives to the white house now i would be interested that how did he get so near the white house now i've never been to the white house i've never been anywhere near it i've never been to washington but surely you can't drive up that close to it can you
1: well i wouldn't have thought so and i would not have thought so in in, even if you can in
0: the circumstances circumstances of that i wouldn't
1: have thought so
0: Because he manages, fair enough, he's, you know, good with computers, so he manages to track her phone signal, which tells her which part of the White House she is in. But to get so close that he can wave at her through the window seems quite a risk to security. Yeah,
1: and also really strange, because he goes, come to the window or something, and in that room Hmm. seem to be quite a few windows. She picked the right one. (laughs) Which just happened to have him in eyesight. Now, any normal person would have gone to the wrong window. Or,
0: in my case,
1: I could have gone to the right window and someone said, look, I'm here. And I'd have been like, I can't can't see you because I haven't got my glasses on.
0: So she lets him up to the White House. He explains that they are using US satellite systems to communicate. Now, obviously what i haven't said is that the president doesn't like him because when he was when jeff was married to connie he assumed and i think uh, wrongly assumed that the president was having an affair with connie and punched him so there's kind of a bit of friction between jeff Mm -hmm. and the president but nevertheless he does believe him and he decides to evacuate and air force one is called
1: which looked very nice
0: very nice And we see New York. Now, this is realistic, right? Idiots in New York with welcome signs. Now, if something like this actually happened, there would be lunatic people that would do that. I thought that was the most realistic thing about the entire film. You'd always get one. I agree. Bad guess. (laughs) Probably the whole of Brighton would lay out like... The whole of their beach would just spell welcome and then they just get blasted into the sea <laughs> and
1: they probably have like sandwiches and stuff ready for them
0: vegan sandwiches waiting for the aliens and be all excited to embrace them and you know if you show them love it's all going to be all right and then boom um just so i do like brighton i live quite close to brighton that was just a just a joke They'll forgive me, they're nice there. That's what, that's what they're like. They're gonna forgive me for it, it's okay. They're already giving me a virtual hug. <laughs> Rather wonderfully, it blasts them all out the sky, doesn't it? So it opens up and they're all standing there trying to welcome them and it just blows them away.
1: Which I thought was really funny.
0: It was hilarious and the best scene. <laughs> and then we see uh, all the cities being destroyed Um, I mean, at the time, this CGI was amazing. And I must say, looking back, some of it was really ropey. Very. Yeah, I'm surprised, actually, at how badly some of it's aged. When you consider Jurassic Park was before this, and that still looks pretty good. What they were doing in this, I don't know. But there was a scene coming up with... um, Jasmine and Dylan and the dog in a tunnel, which is just the worst CGI I think I've ever seen. So bad.
1: So, that scene when Mm. obviously they're driving, and you know, it says something on the radio, doesn't it? Like, oh, avoid highways where you can. Mm. When she starts driving, she's like, oh, could have told me earlier. And I just thought, use (laughs) use your common sense.
0: It's like trying to escape via the M25. Yeah, like. The most
1: horrific place normally. Yeah. So, oh, I don't know what, when everybody's on the road, I think I'll head right there. No, yeah. think about it, Jasmine. So yeah. then there's sort of, you know, it's all a bit of a standstill and people are manically running past her, which yeah. she takes a good few seconds to clock on what on earth is happening. Yeah. Turns around and then proceeds to take every piece of item that she has taken (laughs) with her and then the sun (laughs) wouldn't you just be like oh my gosh like there's like a massive fireball coming i don't like the car's gone what yeah. on earth do we have in these bags? Like, you know, it, what we thought was going to happen has gone... It's escalated. It's nowhere near us just having to vacate the city. We're at another yeah. level now. Grab your son,
0: grab your dog, and go. I mean, the bags get rescued before the dog, because the poor dog has to rescue itself. Well, oh, She yeah. just calls it. Yeah. She's just like, oh, whatever the dog's name is,
1: Woohoo. And I just thought it was quite selfish of her that she could see a lot of other humans... <laughs> Running and she
0: didn't call out and and say,
1: Quick in here, she calls her own dog, so she's fine.
0: There was plenty of room in there,
1: there was absolutely loads.
0: Yeah, selfish woman. The president is told, um, so he manages to escape on Air Force One just, and the president is told that the helicopter carrying his wife never made it to Dallas. We see Will and the other fighter pilots firing at the spaceship. Will manages to take down an alien.
1: Yeah, I was I th- at this point I'm gonna I must have walked out of the room. I came back in, I'm seeing Will Smith carrying an alien. Yeah. I mean dragging. He wasn't he wasn't he wasn't cuddling he it, didn't... He wasn't,
0: um... <laughs> wasn't cradling yeah. it. <laughs> Well, this this is an important bit because during the shout-out, someone's asked me to do an impression of what Will Smith says. Oh, well,
1: you might need to do it because I don't think I
0: heard it. Well, he he punches it in the face, says, Welcome to Earth, and then lights a cigar. Now, I've been trying to say the term Welcome to Earth in an American accent all day, and I cannot do it.
1: Do you want to give it a go, just for laughs, or...?
0: maybe during a shout out so i, I will i will try really? what i came oh, up with gosh. but yeah it's not okay. good and i was practicing i went for coffee with my mum in starbucks this morning and people must have thought i was literally mental because <coughs> i was shouting in an angry american accent welcome to earth and she was like no it's still not good try it again
1: i mean people must have really just been like oh there's a table over there no not there not there <laughs> Someone special Someone over there.
0: <laughs> the President finds out that uh from the Secretary of Defence finds out that there was a spaceship recovered after Jeff's dad rants at them about area yes, so fifty one. So we I, do discover I just that feel
1: during like the this 50s. is all a little like well it has to get to someone just sort of some random man sort of shouting and making some Mm. comments um just someone to go oh oh actually president oh yeah yeah we did find an alien um yeah they're right okay well perhaps we could have had that conversation at the beginning of this whole alien nonsense because we might have wanted to go there first You know, like they might have a little bit more information of what's going on. They might know. So maybe we should have gone there from the beginning. I would be livid. Because, you know, I'd be like, well, how do we know? They, They might be here for the aliens that, you know, got left behind. They might be like, what's there? You know, do we have any knowledge of how to beat these rather than us just sort of firing at them?
0: Do they want some vegan sandwiches? They didn't even ask. We don't know. They might have come in peace. Probably not after they blasted the whole New York. So we are back to Jasmine, who's wandering around wreckage. We see a religious man shouting. There's always one, isn't there? Wherever you are. I mean, I I was in Croydon earlier, and I was offered at least five religions to convert to. Just literally walking from Poundland up to H&M. We see um, that she finds the First Lady in amongst the wreckage from the helicopter crash. We then cut back to the President and he sees the ship that they recovered from the 1960s and the scientist says that the lights have started coming on and off in the last 24 hours when it crashed before, they did manage to recover the aliens, their dead bodies, and they show them. And they said that they've got eyes, ears, they breathe oxygen, but they have no vocal cords. So, we then see Will arrive in there. I thought, I
1: thought he was really rude here.
0: There was no need for that. It was total arrogance
1: like it's and it annoys me because that scene is meant to get a laugh and it's not funny
0: yeah (laughs) well there's just no need they were only following protocol i don't understand why he needed to lose his temper with them
1: but he is in those roles you know where he's in the army he knows how he should behave and i think that it made that worse
0: Russell then turns up with his son because he's got ill and he needs to find a doctor, so he manages to stumble across Area 51 whilst looking for a doctor. Struggling to understand why we,
1: why we need to know. I didn't care. He smashed his bottle of medicine.
0: <laughs> his own fault. He had it coming. Do you, do you, I mean, I guess it was a plot point to get Russell into Area 51 so that he could then go on to be the hero, I guess.
1: But it just there was a few bits where I just thought, you know, this film's jumping around all over the place anyway. We've got to keep track of people. Um, I just didn't need the added stress of these other sort of subplot storylines.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is a very, very long film. It could yeah. lo- it could lose at least half an hour very easily. Jasmine is chatting to the first lady, and I felt—I mean, obviously, Will and Jasmine are just a rude couple because I felt she was quite rude to the first lady. Why did she need to tell her? She's laying there <laughs> I, dying. I like, I didn't vote for your husband because
1: because she says something, doesn't she? Like the first lady's talking to her, and then she said, "Oh, I didn't know you recognised me." And she went, "Oh, yeah." Oh, yeah, I did recognise you, but I didn't vote for you. Yeah. Right, well, of course you'd recognise her. She's the first lady, whether you like her or not. And also, it's like, oh, sorry. Sorry, Jasmine, that a stripper didn't vote for my husband. Like, you know, bothered. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) So... We then um, see that they are performing um, on the alien that Will's recovered. They cut off the outer alien cover and you get the first big jump of the film where it kind of bursts open. And as the president walks into the observation room, we get another big jump where we see it's pushing push the scientist up against the window pane. And that, I
1: mean, that was really jumpy like i i did jump
0: on that bit yeah i remember jumping for that um and it uses the scientist vocal cords to demand release clever but i mean this proves that it's far superior to these idiots that are dealing with it doesn't it 100 percent. it says no peace when uh, the president asks and when he then asks what it wants, and he says, to, he wants it to, he wants the president to die. Concise. Honest. And to so, the point, no chit-chat from yeah. him. No small talk going on there. I respect that. So the president gets annoyed and says, let's nuke the bleeps.
1: And again, that, it's like, oh, well, we're going nuke, like, to nuke you. Well, you don't know if that's going to work.
0: So they realise that they can't destroy the ship, so the President calls all the planes back again. Will arrives and rescues Jasmine and the First Lady. The President is told that they can't save his wife and she dies. Yeah, I thought that
1: was again. I didn't really get why she needed to die.
0: I don't know why she needed to die. And also, for someone dying, she was very chipper. Sorry, it was really loud. I wasn't just shot. <laughs> that was a firework. Yeah, she sounded very yeah. chipper.
1: And I don't know why he had to lie to her.
0: Well, would you want... What, you want Adam to come in and say, oh, sorry, you're going to die?
1: Well, I'd want to have a conversation to just be like, this is it, you know, anything we need to discuss.
0: Oh, no, I don't, I don't think many people could take that on the chin like you, Holly. <laughs> Let me give you a few pin numbers and my Facebook password so you can update I my want status. You
1: to, yeah, and I want you to say this on there,
0: <laughs> And please add this emoji. <laughs> Jeff does um, an experiment involving shooting a Coke can off of a spaceship. But again, it's this. It's this nonsense where he's like would you mind doing this? Like, just tell us.
1: Like, why do we have to act it out for you to be like, ha, I knew I was right. Just tell
0: us. Like, is at this it...
1: point, they're going to believe you, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I yeah. So, basically, the upshot of this is that he manages to infiltrate their, I don't know, radar around it or whatever they've got going, and he gives the signal a virus. So he says... Um, If they can infect the mothership They can disable all the other ships And of course Will volunteers first to fly the ship Of course he does Mm. So they're going to use The one that crash landed in the 1950s The president Gets annoyed finally at the the Secretary of Defence and fires him
1: Can you see Any of them Carla?
0: Yeah. They have enough aircrafts but not enough pilots.
1: And I thought this was strange actually because when Will Smith volunteers and stuff, I would have thought they would have got their best pilot in or tried mm-hmm. to find their best pilot. I don't think they'd have said I don't think they'd have been like, Oh, well he'll do. You know, I'd have think they'd really want someone The best they could get.
0: Yeah, definitely. So Russell volunteers and says that he's dying to pay them back after he was kidnapped by them.
1: If he said that to me...
0: He wouldn't be going up. Even though,
1: yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, okay, not a problem, thanks for that. He shouldn't be going anywhere because he thinks he was abducted by aliens.
0: So Will and Jeff... We'll only have 30 seconds to plant the virus. We then see... I mean, this is a dreadful waste of time. Will and Jasmine have a hasty wedding ceremony. Yeah, I know. And not only are they wasting their time, they call Jeff and Connie... So Jeff, who's in charge of saving the world, and Connie, who's advisors to the president, have to sit through and be witnesses to these two rude imbeciles getting married. (laughs) awful why why would that even be allowed and they can't find pilot, but they can find a vicar
1: no. yeah exactly
0: what are in doing in area 51 <laughs> the president gives a speech that I, as I recall it was used in one of the trailers about oh it's very sickly isn't it yeah the, they're going to save the earth and they're like the best So he goes into one of the planes to fly it himself and we see even more faffing from Will as then he refuses to get on the spaceship unless he has some cigars with him I mean he just has a lot of demands this man
1: and like why do you need cigars with you like for goodness sake also I was like isn't it really like really lucky that um, they had... The mothership was actually quite close to the US. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could have been, like, round by, you know, like, India. And then they'd have yep. taken a long, long time to get there, wouldn't they?
0: It, it was lucky that it that it docked there. Absolutely. He gets in and he flies backwards by accident.
1: And then he goes... He says something... Yeah, because he goes... Um, Jeff says he goes oops and then he said oh i don't want you to say oops and it's like well he's never flown an alien spaceship before yeah (laughs) (laughs) the fact that they even got it started and it went one way i would say is good going
0: well i mean when was it so okay so it was it crash landed in the 50s this was the 90s amazing it managed to start well yeah and
1: that as humans can go into it and use it that you don't need your little alien like i don't know finger to start the engine or whatever. well they had
0: very yeah they had very long um like arms and legs because at one
1: point i'd walked away again at this point because this film was that long you know washing and stuff to getting on with came yeah. back in and i was like what are they in is that meant to be <laughs> is it meant to be the alien spaceship i didn't know
0: Well, no, because it looked like it was made for a human, not those great big aliens that were recovered. I mean, they would have been really squashed in those seats. Yeah. Ridiculous.
1: We'll make it for a human so when we land there, they can use it. It's only fair. (laughs)
0: Um, Eventually, they get pulled into the mothership. And... What's remarkable, I think, is that a freshly grieving widow, such as the President, is, again, so full of enthusiasm in the air.
1: And also, I think, again, at that point, so even if before if he was like, no, I'm not going, I'm going to stay, at that point, he knows the Vice President's plane has gone down or the Vice President's gone. So who... You going up there is gonna help nobody. Because who they haven't you haven't got the vice president left. So it then will have to go to the Secretary of State or whatever. But you know, you you shouldn't be doing that.
0: Reckless behaviour. Jeff and Will get stuck inside the mothership. On the outside they've run out of missiles and the president says, doesn't anyone have any more missiles? And then you hear Russell say, sorry, I'm late, Mr. President. And um, his missiles, sadly, they jam. But he looks at a photo of his children, says, tell my children I love them very much. And then he flies into the ship to blow it up from the inside. And just as he explodes, he says, hello, boys, I'm back. Will and Jeff smoke cigars (laughs) and wave at the alien, thinking that they're stuck. (laughs) Maybe everyone, maybe
1: on the ride, everyone will get a little, like, chocolate cigar. It's a toy cigar that we can all puff along with them.
0: Luckily as they blow it up it dislodges them and they manage to fly just out time. just yeah. in the nick of time it
1: was a real shame i was hoping they'd get stuck
0: so we see all the countries rejoicing they think will and jeff are dead but no they're still smoking the same cigar <laughs> whilst walking through the desert yes so that's a bit of luck And Jasmine and Connie run up to them and hug them. The president salutes Will and gives Jeff a wry smile and says, not bad. Now, I have a problem with the end. Now, okay, maybe the child doesn't know her mother's dead. I don't know. But she at least knows she's not very well. But one of the closing lines is the president and his daughter and... They're happily smiling at each other and she says, Happy Fourth of July, Daddy.
1: Really weird.
0: Just didn't seem right. And then the closing line is Will saying to Dylan, didn't I promise you fireworks? And we
1: cannot ha, ha ha. The whole world's absolutely destroyed, but good one, Will.
0: <laughs> and that is Independence Day. So you chose it for your ride. I think it would be a good ride, actually. For all my mocking, I do really enjoy this film. I think it's a great film. It's very silly, but I think it knows it's silly. Mm. I hope it knows it's silly. Did you ever watch the sequel? No. The sequel is awful.
1: Oh, what, can they come back?
0: It's... I don't want to spoil it in case you watch it but there's it's the same characters some it's of is Will Smith in it I don't want to say anything cuz it'll spoil it
1: Well I I think I will watch it
0: Okay then you let me know when you've seen it If I say anything it's going to it's going to ruin it so but there are you will see several familiar faces in it and it was one of the most disappointing films I've ever seen Oh gosh it was for the 20... 20 years later, I think they brought it out to the day. So we've had a few shout-outs on this. Let's go... Let's get Lyle out the way first on Instagram. Because he's put... Simply put, I thought it was awful. So thank you, Lyle.
1: Always rely on him for useful comment commentary.
0: He normally isn't a big fan of any film... Quite hard to please. At down in Front podcast. Now, he wants me to say welcome to Earth in an American accent. And as
1: you've been practising, made yourself look, to some people, probably um, a little odd. Maybe you should do mm-hmm. it.
0: Well, no, the only one I could kind of get was if I said it in, like, not in a angry Will Smith voice, but kind of a happy... Orlando voice. Okay,
1: well, let's hear that because this is going to be a laugh.
0: Which, okay, which is like, Welcome to Earth.
1: I mean, that is <laughs> literally, <laughs> that isn't Happy Orlando. I don't know what it is, but it's not Happy Orlando.
0: Well, because it would be like, Welcome to Earth. I mean, which just sounds again, like Mr. T. Awful.
1: No, it doesn't. It doesn't no. sound like that either no it just sounds like you a little angry trying to do some sort of accent
0: i've realized that the only like i can only see say certain words in an american accent like um i don't know like coffee
1: and no one really says that apart from a true new yorker
0: cindy says coffee our official american correspondent
1: but maybe that's because, I mean, she's just a stone's throw in the grand scheme of the U.S.
0: Yeah, or they they don't, they don't can't understand you when you... And this is funny, because Jonathan Ross was talking about this last night. He was a chat show host. He was saying that they don't understand when you say water, and they don't.
1: Oh, yeah, you had that problem, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I had
0: that problem, which I talked about. I, I think it made it into the Con Air episode. If it didn't, don't worry. It's really not that good, but... They they say like Wada, Wada,
1: and I think it's weird because when I met one of um, Adam's dad's friend and I said, "Oh hi, I'm Holly," and she at mm. the end of the conversation went, "Oh, it was lovely to meet you," but obviously says like Harley, like "Lovely yeah. to meet you, Harley," and then she went, "Oh, should I say yeah. Holly?" <laughs> and then you know when she did that, I then yeah. didn't realise that it was so different.
0: I like how they say my name. Carla. Sounds nicer. (laughs) So um, I'm sorry, Will, from Hey Down in Front, if that wasn't good enough, but I I did try. Would you like to give it a go? No. Okay. Amanda's picture show A Go Go says this movie helped solidify my crush on Jeff Goldblum. Movie Nosh says, a classic 90s action that's cheesy as hell, but that's why we love it. The sequel is a stain upon the face of this earth. Oh, gosh. So. I just had the same opinion there, then. Yeah, absolutely. Over on Twitter, we've got, at After Hours TC, says, my reaction to the sequel was up yours. Again, strong reaction there. Mm. We have Brendan from at Nerd vs. World says, brilliant film, brave casting decisions as Will Smith wasn't yet a star. I think this was his first big motion picture.
1: It's shocking that he went on to do so well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and interesting narrative choices that subtly went against genre. For example judaism was put forward as the central religion rather than christianity plus jeff goldblum what more do you really need at free cuckoos podcast said loved it thought the teaser trailers at the time were genius too cheesy yes brilliant fun massive yes at nerd chatting said we did a commentary for this when the sequel came out last year. It's not age well. Mostly an awful film. Actually dreadful. Mm. Bit bit harsh. Yeah. At Jack in the Geek Skulk says I love every part of this film. So many great scenes. Welcome to Earth. Although convenient how the ships crash at famous landmarks. Yeah. Which is what you said. At Comic Art Podcast says It's a great standalone film Will Smith rules the movie Which is all about people, families And sticking together Love it mm, I, I just, I'm not, just, I'm not I, sure that Jasmine Stuck together with those people in the tunnel
1: I, I agree
0: She didn't even stick with her dog That was pure luck that he made mm. it out
1: And her son
0: <laughs> The luggage was first at Full Start Podcast says, by all measurements, it's not a good film, but whoa boy, is it enjoyable. Hashtag welcome, welcome to Earth. So thank you all for those shout outs. I only gave them 24 hours because I was only 100% sure we were doing this yesterday. So that's quite a lot for 24 hours notice, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Mostly good. I think anyone that saw it at the time probably got swept up in the... Uh, Hysteria. Yeah, it was massive. Such a massive film release. I think yeah, I think it's held up. The CGI not so much, but I think I think the, the storyline you probably wouldn't change much of it nowadays to be no. honest. Right. Is there anything you would like to add?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Okay. So you can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films, on Instagram at Theme Park Films Podcast, and we also now have a Facebook page. Or you can email us, themeparkfilms at hotmail.com. We are also the proud creators of Brit Pod Scene, which is a collective of British podcasts. So please go and check us out on Twitter, at Brit Pod Scene, where everything we retweet is the shows that we endorse. And Stacey from Rough Giraffe Podcast runs our Facebook page, and she does a great job at doing that. So, please keep updated via there. And please listen to Stacey's podcast, Rough Giraffe. It's always a great laugh. And we highly recommend that one, as we do all of the Britpod Scene podcasts. So, if there's nothing else from Holly, we will see you next time. Bye. Theme Park Films podcast is part of Britpod Scene a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or follow Bridpodscene on Twitter to find out more.